This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Hopefully this show tonight will be the cigarette after the orgasmic football game down in Texas with the New England Patriots being our champions once again, fifth in a row. For Tom, I wonder what they'll all be doing after the incredible win. Uh, They've never come back like that before, ever in history anyway. So uh, I know know what they're going to do. You know what they're going to do, but they're never going to talk about it because sex is such a secret society. Uh, but we're going to talk about it here on the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW, the show where we educate everyone about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. This show is a little bit more than a sex show, though, as I'm trying to seduce you, and I can only seduce you with sex. The word sex its a seductive word, <laughs> I guess. Uh, listen, I've been seduced in my lifetime, and not always good. Uh, but it's also information about health, relationships, love, and your body. Good evening. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse in the field of sexual health, author, researcher, blogger, clinician, TED speaker, and your resource to help start that conversation, answer your questions, and help you discover new and exciting things about sex, health, love, your body, relationships. I make no innuendos, no judgments, and certainly no apologies. Just fearless, straight-up talk about sex and health. Let's hope for you it will be illuminating, educational, get you thinking, and a little bit of fun. So do stay with me if uh, this is your first time joining me. Thank you so much. Uh, welcome to the program. I would like to say there is an aspect of sexual health that is dark and disgusting, and that is sexual abuse, any type, any unwanted sexual advances, pedophilia, and of course, rape. For those of you who have been sexually abused, you are never far from my heart. I wish you all the best on your healing journey, which I know often can take a lifetime. We all have a journey in this lifetime, but I keep you in my thoughts and prayers. Listener discretion is advised. Don't forget, although we are talking about health, we are talking about sex too. So put the kitties to bed. Since it's dry February, I won't say as I normally do, grab a glass of wine, your lover, and let's go. So just get the wine. (laughs) Just kidding. Anyway, it's actually dry February month for drinking. You're not supposed to drink uh, in February. So take a little break. You hung over in January from December, but you still decided to drink. Chew the hair of the dog that bit you. And so now February is that uh, dry month. Uh, good evening, Matt. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks. Yourself? Good, thanks. That was quite the game, huh? I was unbelievable. I've, that was yeah. one of the... I was not a fan of either team, but that was one of the best... Sp- Sports games I've seen, period. Matt, how can you say that when I'm sitting here hanging on to this mic for dear life? No. <laughs> I loved, I'm from Boston. I know. You know I loved that. when you came in because you, you thought that Atlanta had lost. I did because I left when they, when they had no hope. I left home when they had no hope, thought I better get down here. And uh, yeah, so I was as surprised as anybody. That's happened one other time. I was at a Canucks game one time and they were losing like seven to nothing. We left about 10 minutes early to beat the crowds. And uh, as we're driving away, score, score, score. <laughs> and they came back and they won. It was the most exciting game. I, I have a tendency to, to do that. Take the uh, luster out of life for some <laughs> people, I suppose. But it, maybe it was a bit of good luck. Stop watching. Uh, yeah, so that was great. I'm very excited for my hometown anyway. So that'll be that'll be great. Yeah, but they're going off right now. Uh, what's that? I said I bet Boston's going off right now, especially with everything that happened between uh, Roger Goodall and. Absolutely, yes, yeah. We weren't able to see that though. I guess it's because uh, it went into overtime. But anyway, nonetheless, uh, it's. I'm happy that uh, I'm reporting that uh, everybody in Boston is having a cigarette right now. And it <laughs> 
Uh, so, apparently it is dry February, you're not supposed to drink, but that's okay. Love was definitely in the air today. If you watched Lady Gaga at the halftime show as she flew into the stadium at Super Bowl 51 down there in Texas, uh, incredibly talented, uh, an unbelievable performance. I say she matched Beyonce's performance. Some people, of course, are saying she's not talented. I mean, really. I tried one of her moves for like a second and uh, it nearly killed me. So, you know, go. you can say that she's not talented if you can actually one-up her or at least uh, keep up with her. Uh, we, we love to tear women down in this world, and uh, especially women, and I'm not sure exactly what that is about. There's a lot of theories about that, but I certainly interject that into the show, and you might hear a little bit of that from me uh, tonight on the program as well. Uh, I have some heartfelt education for you about snow shoveling tonight on the program as well, because it is Heart Month. I also want to let you know that I'm starting a little love contest. Uh, this was, <laughs> I can't tell you who, who gave me this great idea. Uh, you put the kids to bed, right? Okay, so uh, this is the, co- the love contest, the package I'm putting together. It's a prize package for a couple. Uh, maybe you need a little bit more... Uh, a little more, let's say, joie de vivre in your sex life, but we're going to go down memory lane here. So email me in confidence at sextalk at cknw.com and tell me where and when you had the best sex of your life, and I will enter you into the lover's prize package. That's sextalk at cknw.com. And if there's another level to this, for those who actually tell me what the answer is, that I do believe it should be with common sense, <laughs> uh, you actually have a better chance of winning. So all those who who say theirs was when I think it should have been <laughs> will uh, will have a better chance. Anyway, so we'd love to hear your stories and uh, think back when you had the great sex because that could also help you to have great sex now as well. Fantasy is key. I'm not sure what you did all weekend with the snow, but I stayed in bed all weekend long. I don't know. I know what you're thinking. Wrong. I was sick. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I did a few things uh, that I, you know, I don't get a chance to do often being as busy as I am at times, but, uh, you know, played the guitar a bit and I, I reviewed a, a, a legal case. I do some expert witness work and uh, that's, that means I'm hired to assist the court Um it, with a particular case, not acting as an advocate. I, I do this in the field of sexual health, of course. Um, I do it also for bladder and bowel health. I do it for addictions, and I do it for pediatrics. So um, it's, it can be very interesting reading. Uh, it's an extensive uh, amount of reading to do, but then I give my nursing expert witness um, report uh, and to help I guess, with the decision or whether to go to court. Often the cases don't even go to court. They are settled out of court. Um, probably my best report I ever wrote was about, it was about sexual health, and it was really when it just first started. And it wasn't too long ago. It was first started that they were realizing that sexuality, that if somebody had a traumatic injury, that their sexuality was affected. And so I wrote a report on this, and the lawyer said, um, I think you turned the defense on their heels when they read your report. So it's very important. Sexual health is really important. It's tied to health in so many different ways. Um, so that's what a uh, little bit of the snow shoveling we're going to be talking about. I'm going to answer your emails tonight on the program. We're going to be talking about um, mental health and neuroticism. Now, I'm sure you know some people who have neurotic traits. And so is treating some of the mental health issues, does that help with 
treating that neuroticism, which you previously thought was related to personality. So in other words, can you change somebody? You just might be able to. So stay tuned with me and you might uh, learn about that. A lot of women, and in fact, I had a patient in my clinical practice and I've, I've had... Num- a number of this type of woman over the years who said, I thought I could change him. He said he didn't want to have children, and I did, and he really doesn't. I couldn't change him. So um, that's uh, not uncommon. But there might be a way that you can change that lover in your life, if you like. Um, also, I'm going to tell you, in honor of the Super Bowl today, I'm going to talk to you about skin in the game. I think everybody needs to be educated about skin in the game about some, with regard to something that happened to me business-wise that was just an interesting little story and, and made me realize something. And uh, also going to be talking about touching, touching your man. Is it important or not? And how important is platonic touch? And is this lack of touch we have in life, in our culture, in the society, destroying men? On to just a slightly more medical subject. What happens if your vagina gets swollen after sex? Yeah, I'll get to that in the second half of the program. And we're also going to talk about the enigma that is female sexual desire. And your emails as well, which I love. So you can email me, sextalk at cknw.com. I've had lots of emails from a lot of you. You can also give me a call and talk to me if you like, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. But uh, we're just going to go to break now. And uh, when I come back, we are going to talk about, well, we have a housing crisis in this province. And um, that is the, your basic rat-infested teardown. You know, we'll go for $3 million and, and your relatives are supposed to be really happy for you when you purchase that and can't afford living or furniture. But, you know, uh, so the multi-million dollar house. Is sex better in the multi-million dollar house? I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath, registered nurse in the field of sexual health, talking to you about what none other than sex. Hopefully you've put the kids to bed. Um, I, I have a little February Heart Month contest going on, so don't forget to email me, sextalk at cknw.com, about when and where you had the best sex of your life. And uh, it's all in confidence, so don't worry about that. And I have a prize package. It's going to be dinner out, one of my fabulous sex toys. Well, there's only one, the Womanizer. I'll tell you about that later. And... (laughs) And a few other goodies in that basket. And and we won't even announce that you've won or anything. But um, So we'd love to hear your stories. But otherwise, you can call me if you have any questions, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. The bedroom is a very important place, as most people do have sex in their bedroom, in their bedrooms. Um, uh, but, you know, can you have better sex when the bedroom is better? Or, you know, how important is this sanctuary? Well, joining me in the studio tonight is Debbie Evans. She is the love it or list it luxury interior designer and real estate person. Uh, thanks so much for joining me in the studio, Debbie. Glad to be here, Maureen. Thanks. So so let's talk about, we're going to talk about the luxury um, places here, the luxury homes. Is, is sex better in West Van, basically, well, is the question. <laughs> you do a lot of work in West Van. <laughs> so it is. Oh. Well, I'm kind of partial to West Vancouver <laughs> since I work there and live there. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. So sex is better in West Van. Yeah. Uh, but but in, in terms of the houses over there, they're very expensive. They are. Um, and difficult to get in. 
pun intended, yeah. difficult to get in the market over there, for especially for first-time home buyers. Yes. Uh, and little that's available, perhaps, especially in terms of the rental. Um, I heard the mayor recently, on, I saw him on TV saying that, you know, everybody leaves West Van at the end of the day, and that that's why there's so much traffic on the cut and the second Narrows Bridge. So Yeah, there's been a big decline. And um, the new stats come out in February. But uh, this, you know, the census from 2011, I think there's been a change of 4.6% decline, almost about 2,000 people in West Vancouver, whereas Langley, Surrey, and Squamish have gone up. Because so, it's more affordable. Yeah, obvi- everybody, a lot reason. of people are downsizing, moving yeah. out. So yeah. in those fabulous homes over there, and are they all fabulous homes? Most of them are. <laughs> really? <laughs> some of them are junk. Uh, there's well, always teardowns in every in yeah, every town. And exactly. sometimes people go in there and they pay five million bucks and they tear it down. Yeah. Right? Actually, I was doing a few listings today showing and, uh, you know, three to five million dollar range. And they were livable, beautiful homes. But a lot of people are looking to buy and potentially rebuild. So how much importance do people pl- place on the bedroom when they go into a home? You know what? The bedroom is probably one of the most important rooms now, just like a kitchen is. Um, but people want luxury. Surrounding yourself with warmth and luxury, it's almost a catalyst for sex. You know, so you want to get in there. That's you the problem. <laughs> None of us are surrounded by warmth and luxury. That's why there's low sexual desire exactly. in women. It's like an aphrodisiac. So... <laughs> But yeah, so it's pretty important. And uh, people want to, I think we discussed this before, that you want to escape. You want somewhere to go and kind of get away from everything. And you want to be with your loved one and be able to kind of relax and enjoy. And and so the bedroom, so do couples go in uh, and say, you know, what does the bedroom look like? What does the master bedroom look like? Let's it's see that. Are they? And of course, in West Van, they want views because they want to go in and enjoy the view. They want to, you know, luxury beds. Then, then that brings us to a whole different subject of sex on the deck. And yes. so is sex on the deck better than sex in the bedroom? <laughs> if you've got a great view and somewhere to prop, I think you probably would be. <laughs> it could be, could be darn good. Um, so how can somebody make their um, bedroom be luxurious, as you say, and, and uh, an aphrodisiac for them? In whether or not they have the millions of dollars to plunk down. Yeah, I think for everybody, a bed, a really comfortable bed is key. So it's time to, you know, invest a little bit in your bed, a mattress. Um, We do a lot of, well, for years, I was doing a lot of Western Heavenly beds. Love um, that bed. I actually saved have, that hotel one time and um, I got in the bed and I never got out for three or four days. It's probably one of the most requested just because people are familiar with it. It's really comfortable. And, you know, a lot of people want the feather toppers, good sheets, a 400 thread counter higher. Um, some people like crisp and starch. Some people like want softer. So it's I find it hard to find those to. crisp and starch sheets here. Yeah. I, uh, in the U.S., we have fabulous linens, but it's really difficult to find good sheets here, I, it I is. think. Yeah. Um, so there's a variety, like, you know, you can get pretty much anything in any budget range, but uh, compared to years ago, but to have good sheets that you're comfortable with, um, you know, feather topper, good mattress, you know, depending, good pillows, obviously. Mm-hmm. And how about fixing up your house, that staging it? How, how what, what should a bedroom look like to make it that aphrodisiac if you're going to sell your home and it's... Um... I think you want it to be clean, clutter-free. Um, there's a big debate on TV, especially for feng shui and stuff, whether people want TV or any kind of um, 
you know, noise in the room or any kind of distraction. I think it's better if you don't have a TV because then you have more time for other things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so, you could use the TV to watch some porn, which a lot of women which, watch porn exactly. today, especially and since it's a private location to do it in absolutely. so that you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so just clutter free is a huge thing. Comfortable, clean. Um, bright surroundings. Hide your lighting. toys. Should the toys be out or should they be on, on display? Wanna, yeah. Kidding. You might want to have a drawer with a lock on the side of your bed. Okay. <laughs> so that you can or have a chest. Things. Or chest. <laughs> yeah. I've seen go- quite a few big chests in bedrooms. Have you? Ooh, yeah. West Bend. <laughs> They're hot over there. Yeah. Whether it's uh, furniture or other chests. But uh, yeah. So, you know, just so that everything is comfortable. Mm-hmm. You can keep stuff, store stuff, clutter free, comfortable. You know, you just want to go in there luxury kind of escape and and do they want to make it you know appeal to the masses or you know how about everyone has their own taste and sometimes their taste isn't that great well who usually, am i to judge but yeah kind of gender free so you don't want it to be too floral or to this white sheets are huge just because they appeal to men and to women they're crisp they're clean they're fresh you know inviting things like that so um yeah, you just you want to keep things simple sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so uh, you actually help people, uh, you, you sell houses and you buy, you know, help Correct. them buy and help them sell and help them make it their own. Yes. And uh, so you have interior design services and real estate services. And how can people get in touch with you? Uh, just contact me through my website. Debbie, and your website is? Yeah, DebbieEvans.ca. Perfect. You can help with the design and the real estate. And I always yep, think that is the work. best way to um, have a realtor a, a, in your life is somebody who actually has an eye for the design and can sell it as well for the top dollar. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath here talking to you about sex and health, of course. If you have any questions for me, give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Or you can email me, sextalk at cknw.com, especially if you want to email me about my love basket prize that I'm going to be giving away. It's going to be lovely. It'll have gift certificate for dinner for two. Or three. Uh, dinner for two, uh, a special toy, guess which one, and a few other things, a few other items to get your blood flowing. And blood flow is important for sex. And so somebody's already emailed me. It is in confidence, of course, so I'm not going to give this person's name, especially <laughs> since what he said. The, Dear Maureen, the best sex I ever had was at my girlfriend's parents' house when I was 16 years old. The risk of getting caught only added to the excitement. When I think of her, I wish I married her. <laughs> In bold. Been married 15 years, sexless for five. Oh, that's so tough. Anyway, it, it's, it's very challenging, very difficult to be in a sexless relationship. But maybe thinking back on the adolescent sex is uh, helping things for you. Anyway, good luck and good luck in the contest. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about skin in the game, just because I, I do a little work around leadership and advising women in with workplace bullying, not that it doesn't happen to men. I advise men too, but um, you know, I'm, ultimately, I'm a business person, and I get approached a fair bit 
uh, for a number of reasons about business. And um, so I was recently, and I'm trying to vet them because they can be a lot, they can be a big waste of time. And I'm just trying to separate the chafe from the wheat and see who's serious and who isn't and who I would align my values with and or who what product would align with my values or with the work that I do or, or what do I feel that um, men or women would benefit from a, a, a particular product. So I'm more likely to be interested in it I feel if I feel that there is benefit for the patients uh, or for you listeners, for anybody. And so I, I, vetted, I didn't vet this person too well <laughs> and ended up fighting traffic for two hours to meet this particular person. And then they always say, and I'm going to buy you dinner. Like, I don't want to have dinner with you. But and nonetheless, they think they're doing me a big favor. And, and it is that sort of imbalance of power. And I know you probably are thinking I'm uh, anti-male right now, but I'm not. Uh, I'm just saying this is just how it, it goes. And, and I didn't even realize this. So I had dinner plans. I didn't want to have dinner with this particular person. But anyway, I was interested in the product and the person wanted me to be the voice for the product. And the product was something that was uh, something that I educate frequently about in my clinical practice. So he said, um, I said, well, what does uh, being the voice for this mean? And he's, and, uh, but Prior to that, I had asked him two questions. Do you have a budget and do you have a marketing strategy? And the answers to those were no. So that tells you a lot. So I'm like, I'll get an appetizer and I'll be out of here. Uh, But then he said to me, well, the way we would structure it is we would hope you would have, you would want to have some skin in the game. And I said to him, I don't do skin in the game. And I remember him being just gobsmacked when I said I don't do skin in the game because in retrospect, I realized he was going to explain to me what skin in the game meant and how great it was. And, but he was, he stopped in his tracks a little bit and, but the conversation went on and he said, oh, you don't, but, but you have some things that you sell on your website. And I said, I, I certainly do, but there was no skin in the game for me there. I, those are things that I believe in. Those are things that I've used in my clinical practice. Those are items that benefit the people that I treat. So it's just a resource for them. But nobody's paying me. I said I, it, was una- it would be unethical for me to push a product based on the fact that I'm getting a kickback. I'm not interested. I don't do skin in the game. So that was, that was done. So that was good. So, of course, we, we tell negative stories to 20 people and we tell positive ones to no one. So true to form, I, I just started telling people that about the skin in the game. And I noticed when I told women... And I don't know why this is, maybe because I've been surrounded by boys and men my entire life, So I and I'm, I've played sports. I just knew the term and, or the phrase. And so I said to women, you know, and he said, um, we'd hope that you would like to have some skin in the game. And I told him I didn't do skin in the game. And the women would look at me gobsmacked, or they, or they would say, what does skin in the game mean? So they didn't even understand what the phrase meant. But when I told men the story, they understood the skin in the game phrase. And so it's just another disadvantage that we have. Did you want to say something, Matt? I had to look it up. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are always an outlier in, one, in all of my stories. <laughs> we had a Super Bowl today and you don't know what skin in the game is? <laughs> Take a good guess. Um, 
Well, maybe a lot, but but honestly, then I was telling people on purpose just to see if the women knew what skin in the game was versus the men. And 100% of the men that I told knew what skin in the game was, and 100% of the women didn't. And they'd either ask or they'd look at me and then I'd say, do you know what skin in the game is? But it's just an example of there are times when men have favorable positions over women in business. Um, fortunately, you know, regardless of whether I knew the term skin in the game or not, I was not going to participate in that um, type, that in doing business that way. It's just not my style. But um, anyway, now you've learned something, skin in the game. <laughs> and uh, so I, uh, I wonder how many other times, and you know, like if you can tell this in business, like which is what I'm trying to do, because I might get 10 or 20 uh, emails each week that basically that say, we have this, we want you to do that, and we make all the money. And I'm like, yeah, no. But it's hard to, it's hard to figure that out uh, from an email. So you have to be a little firmer and stick with your values. Align with, um, align with other people who have the same uh, passion or goals as you. And, and my objective is to raise awareness about sexual health, educate people so that they can live a better life. Because I honestly think that is... Um, that's the way to living a better life is through understanding and information and evidence-informed or um, evidence-based literature. Um, so that's just the way that I do my business. And uh, anyway, so it was just interesting. Um, but I, there's something else that uh, probably a lot of uh, men out there are shoveling this weekend because it's a manly thing to do. And probably there's a lot of women out there saying, yelling from the front door, you know, get in here. Do you know that you're not supposed to shovel? Hire the kid next door. You're not supposed to shovel. It's associated with heart attacks in men or in because men tend to shovel and men think that it's exercise when it's actually not great exercise. It's actually not bad exercise for an adolescent kid who's sitting on the couch watching video games. But for a man, especially a sedentary man, man who may have a large belly, uh, you know, it's, it's actually associated with increased risk of heart attack. And there are two aspects of snow shoveling that make it unusual for the heart compared to other uh, forms of exercise like walking or jogging. Well, the one number one reason is the temperature drops. Obviously, it's cold when it's snow when it's snowing. It's cold outside, and cold air inhalation may cause a reflex constriction of your blood vessels, and that includes the coronary arteries. And it also increases the blood's propensity for clotting, blocking oxygen that is ever so important to get to to the heart muscle. So, if a blood clot forms and there's a tear inside of the artery the blood clot then forms a blockage. And the second issue is the nature of, of the type of exercise, and snow shoveling is quite unique. It's done without a warm-up. Is anybody doing stretches before they go out there to shovel the snow? No, they're not. And there's a lot of arm work that is done, and that increases blood pressure, which is the most important number. You need to know that and your weight and your abdominal growth, but it'll increase your blood pressure drastically. And when you increase your blood pressure, the work of your heart increases. Meanwhile, your leg muscles are typically performing isometric work where you produce a lot of tension, but your muscles don't move your joint like an even tie in an arm wrestle. But this type, especially this in the upper body, as you tightly grip the shovel, raises your blood, sugar, your blood pressure significantly. And so much more so than walking or jogging because that's so much more even. Um, even so that... <clears throat> 
you get vasoconstriction of your blood vessels, so less blood to your heart, more likely that there'll be a blood clot, and um, and more likely you might keel over. And so all we're going to be able to say about you is, well, at least he died doing what he loved, snow shoveling. What a legacy. Hire the kid next door. Call a, a, to- a plow company, which is what we used to do in Boston, um, but they don't seem to do that here. But if you insist on shoveling, I suggest you warm up your muscles before starting. So actually do a little warm-up exercise. It's like foreplay for snow shoveling. And shovel a multiple light loads instead of a few or heavy ones. Take, drink a lot of water. Take frequent breaks. And don't shovel your neighbor's driveway. This is one time when you don't want to be a good neighbor. And if you have any chest pain at all, go inside. If you feel lightheaded, short of breath, your heart starts pounding or racing even, or you have any other physical symptoms that make you nervous, then, or if you think you're having a heart attack, of course, call 911. Um, so that's my advice for snow shoveling uh, in Vancouver. Of course, we don't typically get uh, snow in Vancouver, but we've certainly had our share this year. Anyway, when I come back... We're going to be talking a little bit about men and touch. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath. Thank you for being here with me this evening. It's always my pleasure to be here with you. Love it. Uh, You know, this week I had the honor of having a tour of the Microsoft facilities down in Bellevue, Washington. And uh, speaking with a a large percentage of, of men that work down there. And uh, because a large percentage of men go into computer engineering and software engineering. And uh, so, tremendous place. But um, somebody arrived into the talk uh, a bit late and afterward just wanted to apologize to me. And so said, you know, I, I come into work generally around 1030 in the morning. And, you know, I'd forgotten that there was a talk on. I apologize. Um, and I said, oh, that's fantastic. Um, that you can come into work. Do they, they don't mind? They don't seem to mind that you arrive to work late? He said, no, not at all. And he was probably a, a guy in his early 20s. And I said, I bet you you guys at that age love that uh, because you can sleep in. And, and he said, yeah, and I, and I work and I stay late. And he said, but you know, um, all the guys love it too. Even even the, the older guys with kids, they love to drop their children off um, before work and then run a few errands. And it made me think um, of, of that. That made me think of how lovely that is that the dads are, are dropping their kids off to school and running a few errands. Then they're staying at work late. That's a bit of a problem. But no, um, but you know, and also the stay at home dad, I thought of that as well, because this is a, a, a closeness that fathers can have to their children and also teach their children, especially their uh, boys about platonic touch and how men need more platonic touch in their lives. In our culture, in this country anyway, and, and North America, we, we have this falsity that men can never be entirely trusted in the realm of the physical. And because we think of men as um, 
being sexual or reverting to being sexual on a dime and that otherwise men don't know how to physically connect and that men can't control themselves or they're they're just pigs they're just dogs but we don't have that same corresponding narrative about women um and and i firmly believe that men need gentle platonic touch in their lives as much as women do and what happens um when people are not touched you know it can revert to uh loneliness and it can uh they can feel like they're cut off from people in their lives um it's and also within that male society that male culture it's every man's job to prove that they can be trusted because men have this fear that uh another man is going to do something to them or they're going to look a certain way or going to be um have a doubt about their intentions if they um touch men now in italy you know men hug and they kiss and, and in india as well they walk down the street holding hands um but when men are cut off from touch it leaves men physically and emotionally isolated they're cut off from that deeply human physical contact that we know reduces stress promotes self-esteem and creates community so we walk around the city and we're in a desert of disconnection here or men are in a desert of disconnection women are not it's okay for women to hug and to hang out and to hang out on the couch and you know legs wrapped around each other and you know and it's it's platonic and it's acceptable um and you know women can walk arm in arm and nobody's going to think something of them uh so this is um i i'm hoping that we're seeing a bit of a paradigm shift in the way we're raising our children today in that with more opportunities for women and perhaps the women is the bigger breadwinner and perhaps it's an opportunity for the man to stay at home or maybe his job allows him to stay at home as in, as was the case for the microsoft men um it allows for a closer connection you know who doesn't love a a two year old hanging on their neck or you know just crawling all over you and it's it's a comfort and it's a comfort that men need but how often do men get that opportunity to express affection through platonic touch and uh, can it happen between men and i'm not talking about a handshake but that lasting physical contact that is comfortable but not sexual it's between two men that are not lovers and never will be it's just that comfort of contact at a certain age when boys become a particular age no longer is it cool for fathers to be physical with um children is um there's only one time in fact when dads can be um physical physical with their little ones and that's when the kids are quite little but this contact often stops um but becoming a father is transformative for men and many guys you know report um as a stay-at-home dad or just a different connection maybe they didn't have a connection with their father maybe their father wasn't around and they're going to do it better um but having a a, a little guy or little you know hanging out in the crook of the arm or hanging around the the neck um that connection can transform people and just make it so nice but you know we have a lot of kids in their teenage years adolescent years um the contact between the boys doesn't happen 
unless it's sort of roughhousing or bullying. Um, but there's uh, and, and the mother often at that age um, doesn't hug or doesn't uh, give physical contact again because of a fear. It's not socially acceptable. Um, it's not acceptable to hug or kiss a child past a certain age. Um, so many people are not living. This is why I think it's so important, especially in divorce cases, that um, the child has access to both parents. And I know uh, in certain states in the U.S. and um, in th- there is legislation that promotes access to both parents as long as they are safe. And there's good reason for that because children need to have parents who are there for them. Um, a lot of people grew up with absent parents because of divorce or travel, and then they're really brought up without ever being touched. It can leave people with huge insecurities about human contact. And, and even if it's in a heterosexual relationship or in a same-sex relationship, it can leave people insecure. They may feel that they have to get drunk before they can make a pass at somebody. Um, so people can be un- men can be uncertain about how and when to approach somebody or to approach um, somebody with physical contact and they lack that confidence and you don't get it necessarily with male friends it's generally brief it's maybe a handshake a pat on the back um, you know uh, so there's always that fear that uh, people might think you're having a sexual moment if you're with a man and and so I'm sure some of you are getting a little creeped out by my even discussing this right now um, but but touch has been sexualized in our society we we men uh, men distrust others in this area of physical touch and years of shaming our themselves and putting judgments upon their own self has led to distrusting themselves so in other words some men who because they may, you know, require or, you know, desire a hug by a man, maybe their father or a friend, or, you know, they're feeling that touch isolation. And so they may also feel that if that happens, they might feel guilty or shame if they enjoyed that too much, or, or if that leads to taboo thoughts, or if it leads to sexual thoughts. And so that, again, leaves men with a tremendous amount of uncertainty about touching another human being unless the rules of engagement have been clearly established. So we need to teach our sons to understand how touch works and how to parse out that sexual touch from the platonic touch and know that the pleasure of human contact is not always inherently sexual. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.